Kahoot. 14th, okay, oh yeah. There's some hard ones on there this time, weren't there? All the hard ones were written by Mr. Barry, okay? <laughs> he wrote all of those. And you know that last question? Those were two real names in the Bible. But Mr. Barry didn't know those names in the Bible. So <laughs> we have to get back to our studies. Mr. Barry, Isaiah chapter 8, verse 1 was that first name. So I did actually Google, give me the two longest names in the entire Bible for Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see how he would do with that. <laughs> he did great. He did great. Well, uh, all right, young people, are you ready? You ready to listen? Up in your seats? Okay, you have been in your Bible classes learning about the book of Leviticus. And what Leviticus is for us older people is the place where our daily Bible reading goes to die, okay? <laughs> we do really great in January. We get excited about Exodus. Come February, then March, Leviticus hits, and it's, ah, it's hard. Have you guys read much of Leviticus before? There's a lot of laws in the book of Leviticus. The book of Leviticus was written from God to a special group of people called the Levites who were God's priests. And they were the ones who had all of these laws that were given to them for God's people. So they knew how to be holy. But when you begin to understand what the book of Leviticus is about, it's going to help you read that book. Even all of us older people uh, to make it through Leviticus when we get what it's uh, really all about. So I want to ask you guys a question. Um, without getting your parents in trouble, are you ready? How many of you have rules at your house? How many of you have rules, Bella? Better see your hand. Yep, okay. Roman, good job. You got rules at your house? Sydney's not sure yet? Good. Jacob, you've got rules at your house? Miss Kyla and Connor do? Good, okay. Hi, Dell kiddos. Got, even you, Braden, you have rules at your house? Alex is like, no, we're good. <laughs> oh, is that, okay, okay. Miss Ava's got some rules too. Great. Anybody else I miss? Ward girls didn't raise their hands? No rules. <laughs> All right. So everyone, for the most part, it seems like has rules in their house, right? Maybe rules like you've got to clean your room or maybe after a, a meal, you've got to take your plate or your bowl or your cup to the sink and at least put it in the sink. Uh, you've all got rules in your house. And the next question is, what happens when we break those rules? Oh, don't answer, Elena. I don't want everybody to know. <laughs> Just keep that between us. <laughs> usually, usually what happens in our home when we break the rules, right, is there's usually some sort of punishment. People usually get punished for that. That's usually how it works. It could be maybe a timeout. You could maybe lose your iPod for a week. Um, something like that, right? You usually get punishment. Well, here's what the book of Leviticus is about. God gave us the book of Leviticus, specifically in the Old Testament, to tell his people, you remember the Israelites, what to do when they broke the rules, what to do. So if you guys go all the way back to the book of Exodus, you remember last quarter we studied the book of Exodus? And in the middle of that book, God's people came out of Egypt, and they came to Mount Sinai. And there, God gave them ten, you guys tell me, what were they? Ten commandments. Great job, Roman. And those are like rules, aren't they? Those were the laws from God on how we are supposed to be holy people. How we're supposed to have a relationship with God. God gave us those commandments to say, if you live like this, you and I will have a great 
relationship. But what we found out immediately after God gave those Ten Commandments is not very many people were very good at keeping those commandments. In fact, no one has ever been able to keep all of the commandments all the time perfectly except for one person. You guys know who that one perfect person was? Let's see. Braden, do you know who the perfect person was? <laughs> Mia, you want to help him? No, okay. Connor, tell me. It's Jesus, right? Yeah, you knew that, didn't you, buddy? It was Jesus. The perfect person who kept all the commandments was Jesus. But God hasn't really ever, like, like no one else has been able to keep all these perfectly. So God had to tell his people, Israel, what to do when they broke the commandments. Now, God was a little bit different um, in the way that he handled it. He didn't just punish his people. He didn't just give them a time out, Israel. He didn't just take an iPod away from them if they had those. God set up a system so that he could, when his people didn't keep their commandments, he could still have a relationship with them and they could be forgiven, forgiven. And that's where the group of people in the Old Testament and the law of Moses, the Israelites, there was a group called the priests came in. You remember the tabernacle got built and that's where all of God's people came to worship God. And in that place, there were a group of people called the priests where normal Israelites could bring an offering and the priests could offer it to God. And that sacrifice would help them be forgiven by God to have a relationship with them. I want to tell you a couple things tonight. We're going to get out of here, okay? A couple things about those sacrifices. It was really important about these sacrifices. God set up this whole system so that his people could bring sacrifices so that they could be forgiven and be in a good relationship with God. The first thing about those sacrifices is that they had to be clean. Did you guys see that question that was on the Kahoot about clean animals? God set up a system that said, here are certain animals that are clean, meaning these are the right ones. And there are some animals that are not. And there were some characteristics about those animals that God said that's what makes them clean. Remember they had split hooves? Yeah, there you go. Good job. And, and um, they couldn't chew cud. Or they chewed cud. I'll have someone else who's a farmer explain that to you. Anyway, so those were the clean animals. And God had to accept clean animals. The second thing about sacrifice is that there had to be blood. This is kind of the gory part. There was blood. And when those animals were offered, they would take the blood and the fat and everything else they would move away. But the blood is what was offered to God for the forgiveness of their sins. What God said in Leviticus chapter 17, you'll probably learn this in one of your classes coming up really soon in one of the pages in your booklet, is in Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 11, God says it's blood in the sacrifice that makes the word atonement. It's a fancy word, atonement. And what that word means is it makes things right with me again. It makes our relationship right. And God says when you offer a sacrifice of blood, our relationship can be right again. So this, there had to be a sacrifice of clean animal. It had to be an offering of blood. There's one other thing about this sacrifice that is really, really important that you understand. In Leviticus chapter 22, in Leviticus chapter 22, God says, when you bring me a sacrifice to my priests, 
it needs to be your very best. You know, God's people later in life, uh, in the Old Testament, God would get really frustrated and upset with them because they would bring God not their best, but their worst. They would look out and they would say, here are my animals that are clean, and these are the really good ones, and these are the ones that aren't very good, and I don't really like these ones, and let's just give those to God because I don't want them anyway. That's not offering God their best, is it? And God didn't want that. What God wanted was their very best. You see, when we give God our very best, what we're saying to God is you are very important to me. You're more important to me than me just keeping um, the animal that I think is the best to me. In fact, I want to give this to you, God, because of how much you've given to me. And so God was, uh, when he asked us, when he asked them to give sacrifice, it was of a clean animal, of the offering of blood, and it had to be their very best. This system, under the old law, let God's people be forgiven. But you know how often they had to do this? All the time. In fact, one day a year, the Day of Atonement, there was a special holiday. It's called the Day of Atonement. And on this day, the high priest would take blood, and he would go into the presence of God, and he would ask for forgiveness for all the sins of all of God's people. And guess what? Every year, year after year, God's people had to offer sacrifice over and over. Because animal sacrifices aren't the same value as humans. Animals are important. God loves animals. He wants you to cherish them, take care of them, steward them well. But an animal's life is not the same value as a human life. So every year, these people had to offer sacrifices every year, year after year, because an animal sacrifice was not equal to a human's life. But then God sent the greatest sacrifice. And he was most certainly clean, chosen of God. He offered his blood on the cross for the atonement of us. And he was God's very best. He was the best thing that God could offer because it was his own son, Jesus Christ. So God sent his own sacrifice for us so that now you and I, this is what the great news is. You and I don't have to offer sacrifices now of animals to priests all the time because God has sent a sacrifice in Jesus. And Jesus was clean. He gave us his blood. And he was God's very best. And in that sacrifice, now you and I can have a right relationship with God, not just for one year or one day or one week, but forever. If we will trust and obey Jesus. That's the great news, isn't it? That's awesome. And so what you're learning about in Leviticus, young people, is a system to teach you about how God forgives sin. And when you understand that, then you'll begin to understand how important Jesus is to your life and how important he is to our forgiveness. You know, God wants us to be forgiven. Um, just like in your home, maybe when you do something that you're not supposed to do and you break a rule, uh, your parents want that relationship to be made right again. They don't want you to be in punishment your whole life. They want you to be out of that so they can enjoy you and you can enjoy them. And God is absolutely just like that. He wants you to enjoy him and him to enjoy you. And so he wants us to be forgiven people, people that know we're forgiven and know that we're loved by God. You sang a really important song tonight. It's Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. 
out of all the things that you will learn and wonder about and be curious about and maybe have questions about, there's one thing that you've got to be certain of. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And we know he does because he was willing to be our sacrifice so that we could be with God forever. And if somebody here, uh, young or old, is uh, not right with God, not made their life right with God through Jesus Christ, that's what the sacrifice was for. So that you could come into Jesus and have that forgiveness and be right with God and enjoy fellowship with your eternal Father. We're going to sing song number 29 now. Let's stand. And if anyone has a need, you can come forward. Let's sing.